Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church. An outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. Ephesians, the second chapter. And he says here in uh, verse 1, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So you were dead, but now you're alive. You were dead, but now you're alive. We know what it's like to be dead. We were dead. But we know what it's like to be resurrected and made alive. Thank God. So now we are alive under God, alive spiritually. So now we can be spiritual people. Spiritual people, in fact, that's what we're supposed to be. If you're spiritually alive, we need to act like we're spiritually alive. Act like spirit beings, not just natural, carnal, fleshly folks. In fact, you see the Lord getting upset through the Apostle Paul over in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, when he rebukes them for being carnal. He says in verse 1 of chapter 3, 1 Corinthians... And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. So he's talking to church folks. He's talking to folks that have been made, who have been made alive spiritually. And he said, I couldn't speak to you as to spiritual people. And see, that's a disappointment. He's disappointed here. It shouldn't be that way. We should be growing up spiritually, developing in our inner man. So that we're becoming more spiritual in life, not continuing to be carnal, not continuing to just react to natural things from our natural minds. Now we're to be responding by the Spirit through the wisdom of God, through the wisdom of God's Word. That's how we're to handle everything that comes along in life. Doesn't matter what comes our way, we've got wisdom on what to do. We know the direction to go. It's all on the inside of us. Praise God. Thank God the greater one lives on the inside of you and I. The Bible says greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you. We got the greater one on the inside. We want to access the greater. We don't want to just live in the lesser. We don't want to live in the shallow. We want to get out into the deep. Walk with God in a deep way. Thank God we can. Thank God we can become more and more spiritual by building up the inner man, strengthening our inner man, paying attention to the inner man, not just focusing on outward things, not just always just taking care of out the outward man. In fact, over in First Peter chapter 3, verse 3, He says, do not let your beauty be the outward adorning of arranging the hair, of wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. But let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible ornament of the gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Now, what's God, what's the word talking about here? 
Well, unfortunately, a lot of carnal folks, a lot of natural folks, look at Scripture and just see the natural. So what we do is we look at that Scripture, and what God's telling us is, he's saying, stop wearing makeup. And stop fixing your hair up. And stop wearing nice clothes. You know. And so, so you have all these religions in the world, and they're all thinking about what people are wearing. Because that's what the Bible's talking about. It's talking about what people are wearing. No, that would be being carnal. God's not carnal. And he's not training us to be carnal. He's not trying to get us more conscious of carnal, natural things like clothing or makeup, which is what carnal people do when they look at the Scripture. What's actually he talking about here? What's he trying to get our focus on? Clothing? No, he's trying to get our focus on the inner man, the spirit. He's trying to get us spiritual, spiritually minded, conscious of spiritual things. And right here in the middle of trying to get us conscious of spiritual things by saying, now don't focus on these natural things, but focus on this thing right here. Not on the out, verse 3, not on the outward, but verse 4, but on the hidden person of the heart. See, that's the emphasis. The emphasis isn't clothing, perfume, makeup. That's not the emphasis. The emphasis is the hidden person of the heart. God wants you to focus on the inner life, your spirit being. Let it be the hidden person of the heart with an incorruptible ornament of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Do you see how people take the scriptures and they, and they emphasize verse 3? And they think that's what it's all about, when it's really about verse 4. It's not emphasizing the outward, it's emphasizing the inward. So God wants us to, to again, focus on the inward, inward man. Inward man, is, as, here it's called the hidden man or the hidden person of the heart. I like that because when you say man, people think gender. But God, it's not about gender. It's not male or female. So he's talking about the hidden person of the heart, New King James Bible. The hidden person of the heart with an incorruptible. So let's look at it again. Verse 3 says, do not let your beauty be the outward adorning of arranging of the hair. Now he's not saying don't be beautiful. He's not saying be homely. He's not, he's not saying that. He's not saying let your hair be like last year's bird nest. That's not what he's saying. But notice what he's saying. Get what he's saying. Do not let your beauty be. He's not saying don't don't have any beauty. He's saying don't let your beauty be that outward adorning of arranging the hair of wearing gold and of putting on fine apparel. But let it be. Let what? Let your beauty be. Let your beauty be the hidden person of the heart. In other words, beautify the hidden person of the heart. Dress up, make up the inner person 
of the heart. He's not saying you can't put on nice clothes. He's not saying you can't put on clothing. He can't, he's not saying you can't put on He's not saying you can't do those things in the natural. He says, but don't let that be the emphasis. Let it be the hidden person of the heart. Now, stop and think about that. Do Christians, generally speaking, spend more time in a natural mirror focusing on their outward appearance or do they spend more of their time in the word focusing on their inner beauty? Fixing up their spirit. How many people fixed yourself up before coming to church today? Well, thank God you did. I'm not against it whatsoever. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror. You clean yourself up. You wash up. You fix your hair. You do what you got to do to make yourself look, look good. Look acceptable to other people. Right? You do that every day. Every day. You need to do the same thing and even more, according to the scripture, even more so to your inner man. Your inner person. Your spirit. You got to focus on your spirit too. You can't just take care of your outward and not focus on your spirit. So you need to dress yourself up on the inside. You need to dress yourself, fix yourself up on the inside every day. Just like you have to fix yourself up on the natural every day. You can't, you can't live off of last week's fix up. Can you? You can't even live off of yesterday's fix up. You had to do some fixing up today. I'm talking naturally speaking. Same thing spiritually. Same thing spiritually. You can't neglect your inner person. You can't neglect your spirit. Not for one day. You've got to clothe him. You've got to dress him up. You've got to fix him up. And the Bible has a lot to say about that. Over in Isaiah chapter 52. Let's go there. Isaiah 52. He says in in, uh, verse 1. Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. How many people, since you've gotten, to, gotten saved and walking with Jesus, unclean demons don't want to come to you as much anymore? Devils, devils shouldn't want to hang around with us. I said they shouldn't want to hang around with us. The old life doesn't, doesn't want to follow me around. Now, if I keep playing around with it, you know, Hebrews 11 says, had, if they called to mind the country they came out of, they would have had opportunity to return there. See, see, if you keep looking back to the old life, you keep looking back to the old ways, then the old things are going to keep being drawn to you and keep coming to you. And they're going to keep coming to you. All those unclean things will keep coming to you. Because the world's an unclean world. All those things keep coming to you. But thank God the unclean's not coming to us anymore. We've turned our back on the world. We're going forward following Jesus. We're growing in holiness. 
And so the unclean, they no longer will come to you. Verse 2, shake yourself from the dust. Well, you know, that's how your body was formed, right? It was formed from the dirt, from the dust, from the earth. That's what your, that's what your outward man is made up of. Your outward man, see? He says, shake yourself from that. Shake yourself from that. Now this, of course, is prophetic. Isaiah is full of prophecies concerning the new creation, the New Testament church. Zion, we know, is is Israel, but at the same time, uh, Jerusalem. But in the New Testament, according to the book of Hebrews, Zion represents the church. So, So he's talking about the future. They really couldn't do this back then. But we can do this now. See, back then, they weren't new creatures. They were spiritually dead. They were dead in their trespasses and sins. Their sins could be covered through their sacrifices, but their sins could not be washed away, and they weren't new creations on the inside. They weren't spiritually alive. They were spiritually dead unto God. But now you and I have been made spiritually alive. And so we don't have to be dominated by dust. Can you imagine being dominated by dust? Live your life being dominated by dust. I remember when I was in the world and, you know, before I was saved, there was a song I used to really enjoy. I used to say, all we are is dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. I got some head nods. You know what I'm talking about? All we are is dust in the wind. That was one of my favorites, right alongside with all at all. We're just another brick in the wall. Just another brick in the wall. It's just nothing to you. You're just another brick in the wall. Just dust in the wind. Now, thank God we're not just... Now, it was true. If you're unsaved, you're just dust in the wind. Because you're spiritually dead. But thank God you and I are no longer spiritually dead. And so are we going to now be dominated by dust? Are we going to be dominated by this flesh creature? This thing that's passing away? No. No, we're not going to allow our flesh to, be do- to dominate us. We're going to dominate it. We're going to shake ourselves from the dust. Shake yourself from the flesh. The flesh, will, it'll try to rise up and dominate you. It'll try to beat you out of bed in the morning. It'll try to take control of the rudder first. Try to get you uttering things, you, sh- you know, that are fleshy. Try to get your whole body turned in a fleshly direction. And you've got you to grab a hold of that. You've got to shake yourself from that and remind yourself you're not a dust ball. You're not a dust creature. You're a spirit being. You're alive unto God. You've been born of God. Raised from spiritual death. Alive, alive. Alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. You've got to remind yourself. He says, awake. Spirit man. You're not dead anymore. But you see, if you're lying there sleeping in a deep coma-like sleep, you're just like a dead person. You, you know, you're getting just as much done sleeping as a dead person is in his casket. Right? The dead guy in the casket, he, you know, he's not getting anything done. What are you getting done sleeping? See, we don't want our spirit man sleeping. Now that he's been resurrected and made alive, now he needs to be awake. He needs to be fully functional. He needs to be out serving the Lord and and following the footsteps of Jesus. Growing up, getting stronger. So he says, awake, awake. This is repeated over in Ephesians as well. 
Put on. Everybody say put on. Put on your strength. See, so you got you to put it on. Put on the strength of the Lord. Put on the strength of the new creation. Put it on. Put on your beautiful garments. See, when, when over in 1 Peter, he talks about adorning yourself. The word adorn means to beautify. So he's dressing, talking about dressing yourself up. There's spiritual garments that we need to put on. Spiritual garments. He's not talking about, he's not talking about fleshy garments. He's saying you put on your beautiful robes and you know, go out dancing at the ballroom. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about spiritually getting, getting dressed up. Decked out. Looking sharp. Spiritually. Let your spirit wake up. Get dressed up. Washed up. Get washed in the word of God. Wash yourself. The Bible talking about the washing of the water of the word. Doesn't talk about that over in Ephesians. Wash yourself in the word. And then put on your beautiful garments. How about the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness? You ever hear that one? Put on the garment of praise. for the, That's a beautiful garment. I said, that's a beautiful garment. Put it on. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. That looks good on you. Praise looks good on you. So say, I look, I look foolish praising God. No, you look good to God. And you look good to the godly. Yeah, but I look foolish to the carnal. So let it be. Should that matter? That the dust balls don't understand you? No. Why, why does that bother people so much? So worry about the, what the dust thinks about. What dust thinks about. Let's be concerned what God thinks about. God says, boy, that's looking good. Praise God. Let's come and do his house. Uh, he says, enter his gates with a suit and tie uh, and nice dresses. Huh? Well, yeah, he is saying that when he says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Right? He's saying, come dressed, put on your beautiful garments and look sharp for the kingdom, kingdom of God. Look sharp for the king of kings. Look dignified. Look holy. He says, put it on. Hallelujah. How do you put it on? Well, we know put on the garments of praise. You open your mouth. That's how you put it on. Put it on. Put it on with a shout. He says for the uncircumcised, I shall no longer come to you. Shake yourselves from the dust. Arise, sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. See, a lot of folks waiting for, for God to, you know, loose them. God, you got to heal me. God, you got to set me free. God, loose me. He says, loose yourself. A lot of folks, they don't understand. You can loose yourself now. You've got the name of Jesus to cast out devils. You've got the name of Jesus to rise up. Shake off the dust and loose yourself from all demonic oppression. Everything, every demon's got to bow to the name of Jesus. Right? So we can loose ourselves. See, Paul, even the, even the Apostle Paul didn't fully understand that at first. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, when he was talking about that thorn in the flesh. He said, he said you know, this messenger of Satan was buffeting him, beating him. And he said, concerning this thing, I cried out to the Lord three times that he'd take it away. And finally, the Lord, finally, after three times, the Lord answered him and said, because, see, it was three times because the Lord should have had to answer him, see, because the Lord had already taken care of this for him. But he didn't understand that. So he's asking for God to do something that God already did. Or God already supplied him to be able to do, really. 
See, God's already dealt with the devil. The messengers of Satan. God's already dealt with the devil. And he's given us the name of Jesus. So Paul cries out, Lord, you know, three times he asked, Lord, that it, it might depart from. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So then Paul gets the revelation. He says, therefore, I'll most gladly boast in my weaknesses, for that's when the power of Christ comes upon me. See, he understood, I've got the power to, to deal with this. I've got the power of Christ. I've got the grace of God, which is sufficient to take care of any problem I may face in life. I've got the grace of God to deal with it. And so, of course, he dealt with it. And that was the end of the thorn of the flesh for him. Thank God Paul didn't die of a thorn in the flesh. But he overcame. He overcame. So now he tells us, loose yourself. And we do it in the name of Jesus. Through the word of God, we loose ourselves. You know, the Bible says, and we were talking about this last week, how the word of God is likened to a sword. The Bible actually says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's a spiritual weapon. See, and we can cut ourselves free through the word of God. Jesus said over in Matthew 18, whatever you bind on earth, we bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, he's given us the authority to bind and loose in his name. So we shouldn't have to be oppressed by the enemy. So he says, loose yourself. Loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Verse 3, for thus says the Lord, you have sold yourself for nothing. And you shall be redeemed without money. Thank God we've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. But we had sold ourselves for nothing, didn't we? For absolutely nothing. Think about people, sell out the Lord. They sell their whole life out for what? For some fleshy thing. How sad. But thank God we've been redeemed. And now we got some sense about us. So we shouldn't be still selling out for nothing. Selling out to the flesh. Selling out for nothing. Right? No, thank God there's things to put on every morning. We've got to get dressed up. We've got to put on, put on spiritual things. The Bible has a lot to say about it. Romans, the 13th chapter. Romans 13. Somebody say, I'm spiritual. I'm not carnal. I'm not fleshy. I'm spiritual. I'm spiritually minded. Not earthly minded. I'm heavenly minded. I set my mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. I look at the things that are unseen, not at the things that are seen. See, he talks a lot about that over in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. We might get to it. We'll see. Romans chapter 13, he says in verse 12, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. So again, we see we got some garments, don't we? We got some garments. Here's here's a garment. It's armor. It's light. He says, put on the armor of light. Why? Because we're not of the night. We are of the day. We are not of the darkness. So therefore, let us what? 
cast off the works of darkness. Just like he says in Isaiah, shake yourself from the dust. Here he says, cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Did you put your armor on this morning? Don't just say, huh, me, did you put your armor on this morning? Say, think about these things. Say, are we doing this? I mean, you know that you know that you know you put on clothing today. You got out of your PJs finally. That's Christmas time. I know how that is. It's... <laughs> Praise God. Sometimes you just don't want to take your pajamas off, do you? But plus God, sometimes you have to. If you're going to go somewhere, if you're going to go somewhere, you're going to have to take them off. You're going to have to put something else on. Right? If you're going to go somewhere spiritually, if you're going to go somewhere in the kingdom of God, if you're going to go somewhere in life as a born-again believer, then you're going to have to cast off some things and put on some things. Get dressed up to go out into this day. Can you say Amen. And that's every day. Every day. Romans uh, 13 verse 14. It says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. A lot of people just set themselves up for a fall. They set themselves up for the things they bring into their home. For the things that they give themselves access to. They put themselves in a position to be tempted and to be dominated by the flesh. But wise people do not do this. Spiritual people don't do that. Bible says, uh, you know, the foolish, they just, they just go walk right into, right into problems. But a wise person considers. He considers a prudent person. Considers. And sees a problem and he turns away from it. He doesn't just walk right. He doesn't just curiosity just lead him right into something that's going to provoke him to do wrong. People set themselves up so many times. They make provision for the flesh. They they give opportunities for the flesh. They make it easy on the flesh. Don't make things easy on the flesh. The world is working very hard to make things easy for your flesh. To be in control and to dominate your life. You've got to, you've got, you've, you shouldn't be doing that to yourself. You should be making it very hard for your flesh. Keeping yourself accountable. Keeping yourself accountable to other people. Putting yourself in a position where it's actually difficult for you to sin. To sin against the Lord. To do the wrong thing. Amen. A lot of folks don't. People, a lot of times they go off into the secrecy and they go off and they do things and they set themselves up. Well, it's not, you know, they... I don't know why I always keep falling into that. Maybe because you keep going down that road. Maybe you shouldn't go down that road anymore. Maybe you should invite those people. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe whatever it might be. Make no provision for the flesh. But again, look at this. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. How many people got Jesus in their heart? We got Jesus on the inside. Right? We got Jesus on the inside. He's not just to be on the inside. The Bible says you got him on the inside. Now put him on. Put him on. Put him on. Put him on. Put him on your mind. Put him on your mind. Put him on your thoughts. Get him in your mouth. Put him on in your action. Act like the Lord Jesus. Yield to the Lord Jesus. Do what the Lord Jesus does. Consider what he does and do that. 
Put on the Lord Jesus. Somebody say, I'm just a put on. Yes, you are. You just put, well, I just believe in being myself. Well, that's sad. Why would you just be yourself when you could be like Jesus? When you could put on Jesus? I'm just being myself. Yeah. To the misery of all of us. Put on Jesus. I don't want to see you, to be quite frank about it. <laughs> Put on Jesus. You don't want just yourself. I don't want self. Self needs to be crucified. Self needs to be buried. Put on Jesus. Bless God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. Ephesians 4, 23. This will help get us free. Free of what? Carnality. Free of carnality. Best thing the Lord did for us was to come and set us free of carnality. So when next time you're singing that song, I am free, we are free, and we have the victory. Over what? Carnality? We should add that. Might not sound good though. <laughs> we are free, we are free. Free of carnality, we are free, we are free, we are free of carnality. That'll help us. Remind us, I'm free of carnality. So we're not going to keep having fits of carnality. Keep operating in the carnal. We're going to be spiritual, praise God. We are. And we're being more and more spiritual all the time. Because remind ourselves of these things. A song is a great way to remind yourself of these things. So notice again, Ephesians 4, and in verse 23, it says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man. There's something else to put on. The new man. See, that's that new creation. Which was created according to God. See, we don't want you to just keep wearing the flesh. We don't want to just see that. You know, we should be embarrassed, just as embarrassed if you went outside and you weren't dressed properly, you know? And, uh, you know, you just got your fruit of the looms on or something, you know? You just, you'd be embarrassed. Isn't that right? I'm trying to, just trying to get a point across to you. You'd be embarrassed, wouldn't you? Well, we should be embarrassed. We should be embarrassed to operate in self. And in the flesh, and not to be clothed properly with the Word of God, with Jesus, with the new creation. It should be embarrassing to us. We should be like, man, I can't believe I'm even acting like this in this place. I can't believe I even look like this. I gotta get this right. I gotta get this fixed right away. I gotta go to the powder room. <laughs> you know, find somewhere where you can get with the Lord, and just say, "Oh Lord, Lord, clothe me." Lord, clothe me. Clothe me with your presence. I need your presence on me right now. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Holy Spirit, I am a new creation. 
I am a new creation. I thank you for the armor of light. I thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you that you think through my thoughts. You speak through my lips. You love through me. You work through me. You manifest yourself. Don't let me get in the way of you. Forgive me. Forgive me if I've ever gotten in the way of you. Help me right now. Thank you for strengthening me. You don't let me mess up, Lord. Now, you, you keep me yielded to you. You stay upon me, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you that I am anointed. The Holy Spirit is upon me. Praise God forever. Whoo, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. And see, then you just get up and you're clothed and you're ready and you're bright and beautiful with the presence of God on your life. Amen. And you don't want to be caught out there in the flesh. Just you. And it's all about you. And it's just you, your reasonings, you, your attitudes, your inconsistencies. All the double-mindedness, you know. All those things in the flesh. Oh, that's embarrassing. I don't want to be caught like that. I want to, I want to always be dressed up nice in Jesus. Dressed in Jesus. Praise God. What are you wearing, Jesus? Jesus Christ. And of course, it's not just clothing. We know Second Corinthians or First Corinthians talks about the fragrance of Christ. That we're even be carrying his fragrance, see? So, you know, our cologne is Jesus. Our perfume is Jesus. So we smell like Jesus. We're dressed like Jesus. We look like Jesus, we act like Jesus, we talk like Jesus, we walk like Jesus. And if it's not like Jesus, we're running for cover. We're running for cover. We're running to get changed. Got to get that fixed right away because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to show the flesh. Was Adam and Eve embarrassed? After they sinned, they lost the glory. That glory passed away and they were embarrassed. They were ashamed. It's shameful to not be clothed with the glory of God. We were created for the glory. Right? Say, I was created for the glory. To be clothed in it. Yeah, just like Adam and Eve in the very beginning. We're to be clothed. Thank God we can through Jesus. Thank God we can. All right. Romans chapter 13, verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. That we were in Ephesians 4. He said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Colossians chapter 3. And in verse 10, it says, and have put on the new man. There's that new man again who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. The new man is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So the new man looks like God. The new man looks like God. Let me read this from the Amplified Bible, the Colossians 3.10 Amplified. It says, And have put on the new spiritual self who is being continually renewed in true knowledge in the image of him who created the new self. So notice it's a continual thing. Our minds are continually being renewed with the word of God. And as we're getting our minds renewed in the word of God, a transfiguration is to be taking place. We're to be being turned inside out so that what's on the inside of us is coming to the outside. 
That's what, again, he says over in 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. He says, if we kept on reading, it says, and we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. So as we're beholding the glory of the Lord that's in the word of God, we're being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. So as we're renewing our mind with the word of God, continually, we're being transformed into the image of him who created the new self, the new man. We're being renewed into the image of God, our creator. Amplified classic. And have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it. This is why it's something we have to do every day. It's a continual thing. It isn't something you just put on once. Just like your clothing, right? You're ever getting dressed. When you leave here tonight, you're going to get dressed again. You're going to take something off. You're going to put something on. Right? So, so that's what he says here. He says, Clothe your, have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remodeled. It's, I see, it's a continual thing. It's ever being renewed and remodeled. See, we're getting, we're getting facelifts. We're getting um, makeovers. Remodeled. We've we got a remodeling that's going on. And it's how often? It's a continual thing. A continual makeover. That's pretty good. If you're getting a, a makeover every day, like a continual thing, then you're going to start looking really good. Right? I mean, you just constantly, you know, I just think back to uh, Esther, you know, in the natural, you know, before Esther was brought before the king, they took her and they bathed her in colognes and oils and they bathed, they marinated her. <laughs> right? They, you read it, they marinated the woman. So that means she was just permeating with all kinds of nice fragrances, you know. But you see, that's how it is for us. We're being prepared to see the king. Ooh, hallelujah. We're his bride. We're going to come before him. We're going to come boldly, confidently, knowing that we've been prepared every day, continual, continually being made up, made over, fixed up, marinating in the spirit. Mm. Praise God forever, marinating in the spirit. Boy, that sounds good, don't it? Smelling good to Jesus. And the you know, Holy Ghost makes you look good for Jesus. Holy Spirit's going to make you just look perfect for him. Can you say amen? It gets you all, all figured. If you yield to him. So you got to yield to him. And he's going to say, now put this on. Put this on. See, we're not just reading the word. We're putting on the word. We're putting on what we're hearing tonight. That's what we do. We take it to heart. We put it on. We put it to action. We put it into action in our life. We put it into action in our life. That's how you put it on. Uh, Colossians 3 verse 12 says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on 
tender mercies. Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. These are all things that we need to put on. Verse, let's just read verse 13. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Hallelujah, this is perfection, man. He says, put on love. You got to put it on. See, it doesn't just happen. How many in Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says, the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It's not good enough that the love of God's been poured out into our heart. It's not good enough that Jesus Christ is on the inside of us. It's not good enough that we're just new creations inside. We got to take all this and we got to put it into action. We got to put it on in life. People got to see that love. What good is it? Love of God's been poured out into your heart by the Holy Spirit, but nothing's, there's, no, there's no change. There's no change. You still react to people the same way you've always pretty much reacted to them. They do you wrong, you do them wrong. Right? They scratch your back, you scratch their back, you know. It's just reacting to how things are in the flesh. See, there's no, there's no change he said, you, you, it's not good enough. A lot of folks are just happy to have these things in their heart. You've got to put it on. That's why we even have faith in our hearts. We have the faith of the Lord Jesus on the inside of us. we got the faith of God on the inside of us because we have the Spirit of God. And he's known as the Spirit of faith, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, you having the same Spirit of faith According to what is written, I believe, therefore I've spoken. So we have the spirit of faith on the inside of us. The spirit of faith, that's the spirit of God. That's God. So God comes to us and he's in us with all his faith. But if we're not using that faith, that faith is dead. Well, it's as good as dead, right? Faith without works is dead. So a lot of folks say, I believe, I believe. And they have faith. But they're not in faith. They have faith in them, but they're not in faith. They have Jesus Christ in them, but they're not in Jesus Christ. But we need to abide in. I got his word in me. I can, I, I got, I can teach it, but we're not in the word. We're not abiding in the word. He said, if my words abide in you, you abide in me, right? You abide in me and I abide in you. That's when it works. That's when you ask and things happen. So it's not enough just to have these things in us. We need to be in these things. These things need to be upon us. We need to be clothed with all these things. We need to see these things in our life every day. Every day. Just like you wouldn't, one day, you wouldn't go out one day without being properly clothed. You wouldn't do that. It needs to be the same way spiritually. We're not going to go anywhere not properly clothed. We're going to make sure we're wearing our beautiful garments. We're going to make sure we're in faith, not just having faith in us. We are in faith, which means what? Which means we're doing it. We're, we're living it. We're in the love of God. We don't just have love poured out in our heart. We're in the love of God. We're in it. It's on us. We are clothed with that love. That love is seen. It is felt by others. 
People can see that love flowing out of our life. Kindness, mercy, goodness, tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, all these things. You gotta put them on. You got in it, but isn't, see, this is exciting because you have it. See, that's that's the big thing to understand is that we're not just trying to be kind and trying to be humble and trying and trying and trying. We are these things in the spirit. We have all these things in us now, in the new creation. We have all these things. So we don't have to ask God for any of it. We have it. Now we ask God to help us, Holy Spirit, our helper, help us to yield to what's on the inside of us, to put it on, to put it on in our actions. Put it on. But we already have it. So that's, that's, that, that's a fantastic thing. Because if you don't have it, then it's hard to put it on. See, religious people are trying to put it on. But they can't put it on because they don't have it in the closet. It's not in the closet. You understand what I'm saying? And, and so they're trying to put something on that they really don't have. You can't put on this love if you don't have it. So you could be nice, and you could do all kinds of nice things, but you can't put on this love. It's not genuine. It's full of hypocrisy. See, religion is full of hypocrisy because people are trying to imitate something that they don't have. We're not imitating something we don't have. We're accessing something that we have. We are putting it on, putting it into action. What we have, this is who we are. In Christ Jesus, this is who we are. Now we just put it on. Praise God. See yourself as already there. You already got it, bless God. Just take it out. Put it on. Put it on. First Thessalonians chapter 5. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet the hope of salvation. Are we of the day? Well, then be sober. Thank God we can be. We don't have to be intoxicated with the things of this world. People, you know, there's a lot of folks that are drunk on the cares of life. I think that's really probably the root to all the other intoxications of life. You know, the, the big drug epidemic big drug epidemic. It it, it doesn't start with drugs. It starts with being drunk with cares, being drunk with fear, right? Being intoxicated with selfishness and self. And people just get so intoxicated with themselves. But thank God, or with their problems, we don't have to be. We can be sober. Hallelujah, we can be sober. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take the sniffing salt of the word of God. Wake, wake you right up. Woo-hoo. Praise God forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you know, if you're drinking Jesus Christ, you're not going to be tempted by Jack Daniels. Because I got news for you. The glory of Jesus Christ is a whole lot greater. So you see, that's why if you've been drinking the new wine, you don't want to go back to the old. Why would I want to go back to the old? If I've been drinking the new. Stay with the new. It's so much better than the old. Amen. See, people forget about the new. 
They put that aside, and then they're tempted by the old. But it's like, you know, it's like the guy that, he's got this beautiful Mercedes, the S-Class. Really, really nice vehicle, but he sees a Volkswagen bug. And he's thinking to himself, boy, I want that Volkswagen bug. Just bugs me not to have that bug. How many people think that, that just would be? No, you, you look at the guy and say, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Now, for the guy that's standing at the bus stop, he's sitting out in the rain, it's freezing cold, and it's raining, and he's waiting for the bus, and the bus is a half hour late, and a Volkswagen bug goes by, and the people are all snuggy in the buggy, you know. <laughs> that, oh. Then it's tempting. Right? Then it's... <laughs> Come on. It's tempting. Ah, to lust for the buggy. But the guy that pulls up in the Mercedes at the light next to the buggy, he feels sorry for the guys in the buggy. Because he's got massage chairs. His, his, you talk about Snuggy, his chair's massaging. What's the point of these things? Know what you have. Know what you have and put it on. Drink it in. Know what you have. Enjoy what you have. And the world is not going to be so appealing. It's not going to be such an appealing place to go out and run after something that's going to destroy your life. Can you say amen? The things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of God's armor upon your life. When you got his armor on your life and you're lit up with the glory of God, the things of this world grow strangely dim. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm going to dress up my inner person, my new creation that I am. I'm full of the life of God. I'm going to let that life permeate every part of my life. I'm going to live the life. The life of Jesus Christ that is in me right now. I put him on and I allow Christ to live through me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Let's thank the Lord for the word. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Praise God. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.